Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the LodgeCast Hotline. Brother Bishke here to tell you some of the hot upcoming movies we're going to be reviewing. If you see any of these movies and you have opinions about them, then please leave a voicemail at the phone number 1-877-565-1466, where you can call in your brief movie review and possibly be included in an episode. Don't forget to give us your bone count. Here are some of the hottest upcoming movies the LodgeCast will be reviewing. Bad Trip, starring Eric Andre, rated R. Sia's Music, rated PG-13. Coming to America, rated PG-13. Once again, that LodgeCast hotline number is 1-877-565-1466. Call toll-free today. Love and light. to a new edition of Hot Takes with a new theme song. Thank you, Sister Jessie, for channeling your inner Donna Summer and absolutely killing it yet again for the LodgeCast. I'm your LodgeMaster. With me, as always, is Brother Bishke. Welcome to the new Hot Take. <laughs> and Brother Lucas. We care a lot. <laughs> now... Brother Bishke, before we get to this film, there's a lot of confusion over what is a hot take, what is not a hot take, what's a lockdown hot take, is lockdown hot take retired even though we're still locked down? Let the people know what the deal is. Lockdown hot take was retired with the movie Lockdown, which... um, (laughs) Appropriate. Which, yeah, lockdowns are starting to ease up. As we mm. move into the spring here. And, Vaccines um, are trickling out. And so these, this new hot take with our new theme song is going to basically be f- kind of like the old, old hot take where mm-hmm. we only cover movies that a lot of people are watching. We don't go in depth yes. on the plot of the film. And we all watch it separately. There's no schnapps, but we will have a song at the end because I like Lodgemaster's choice of music. It's pretty It's pretty great music. That's very sweet of you to say. And I am inclined to do what Bishke decrees. So, yeah, I mean, it won't be very often, but every once in a while there's a VOD title that everyone's watching. And it's got that one actor or director that you just have <laughs> seen their work before. Maybe someone from Game of Thrones, just like tonight's film. I Care A Lot, which right off the bat, I've forgotten the name of this film like 20 times. That's a bad title. It's a really bad title. And it's an even worse tagline, which is what it feels like. But like, how do you not title it Illegal Guardian? Or sure. the opposite yeah, yeah. of guardian angel, like guardian devil or something. There's like guardian so, archangel. Yes. There's yeah. like a million different titles you could come up with that fit the theme of what the movie is. And I care a lot is <laughs> not <laughs> what it. is that like that is not it. Yeah. 
how many meetings took place that that ultimately <laughs> resulted in that terrible title? <laughs> that title made me think it was a TV show. I I, I thought when I started sure. watching it, I thought yes. it was like a pilot. Like I didn't know it was a, a feature. But you know, aside from that, I've said it before, and I'll say it some more. The only good thing to come out of this pandemic is that there are an abundance of movies hitting VOD that I have no idea what they're about. Mm-hmm. I've seen no trailer. I've seen no media. And I just plunge in. That is... Jumping in ice cold. It's such a rush to not have any clue about any of the plot points. And for the record, we would also do that in theaters. We would sometimes walk into a theater not knowing what Palms was about. And well, like we starts. knew what Palms was about. You didn't know what Palms was about. <laughs> <laughs> but there was very little chance for all three of us to have no clue about what something was. And now it's it's de rigueur. Like, it's, it's all over the place. And I really... I really find that exciting. Like, that's how movies should be. You shouldn't know everything up until the act three turn from a trailer. Like, that's that's just, it's criminal. Yeah, all I knew is Brother, Brother Nate said, this might be LodgeCast worthy. And then I saw the Rotten Tomatoes split between critics and audience. And I was like, yeah. Mm, yeah. I, didn't look, I didn't even look at that. Yeah, I'll Nor give I, you that later. Let's save that. I'll give you that later. So... Stars Rosamund Pike from Gone Girl. She has a severe haircut, which I loved. And she's obviously just relishing this role. She's this unscrupulous guardian that takes advantage of senior citizens. And I had no clue that the woman that she was going to ultimately meet her comeuppance by taking on was played by Diane Weist. Weist shows up. I'm like, I had no clue Weist was in this. What a pleasant surprise. It's one of those movies where it's focused on like a super niche subculture that is fully developed as you're dropped into it. In this case, it's this underground network of doctors and other people that are in on this grift. And I like when movies do that. Like, it's kind of like, Kind of like John Wick does with with assassins, but, you know, much smaller scale and, you know, more down to earth, but still heightened because all these people are so fucking evil in this movie. <laughs> like, who are you rooting for? Yeah, uh, a little too obviously obvious supervillain Rosemond Pike from second one and also pitch black comedy we're dealing with here obviously yeah which is obviously uh, i don't know you weren't feeling it well it's just like i don't know it was just there's no subtlety in anything right from the word go it was just anyway well it's, it's crazy true. is it had it had me thinking of a a recent movie we all watched me you madness the louise yeah. Litton uh feature <laughs> yeah. debut orson wells style and they, those movies yeah. the what they have in common i actually uh, research to see which one was announced first. So I care a lot was announced like in March of 19 and then, uh, me, you madness, I think April of 19, they had started shooting, but they got shut down because of the fires in Malibu. But I thought, wow, <clears throat> here are two projects starring this very complicated, flawed, you know, anti-hero, uh, protagonist. And they both have voiceover. There's like a lot, there's like, they both have scenes yeah. with soul cycle. There's like all these parallels where I'm just like, yeah. wow, like black light soul cycle comes back yeah. in this one. It's in the collective <laughs> consciousness, I guess. It's very glossy and it's, it feels like a TV show that maybe you've seen a version of before, but 
I was with it. I'll tell you, like, as someone who didn't know anything going in, I see Weiss show up and I get excited. I see Isaiah Whitlock Jr. show up as a judge. I'm like, holy shit, where is this movie going? There's this throbbing electronic score that I was into. And I was carried along for a good long while just on the buzz of these actors having so much fun. Like Weist and Pike's first interaction when she's kind of taking control of her guardianship, I thought was great. Like both these actors are just facing off as well as the lawyer played by Chris Messina. That whole scene I thought was great because they're they're keeping in so much overt hostility. You know, they're they're all smiles on the surface, but they're both just like super grifters and criminals on the inside. And I thought that shit was great. Like it had me for a good long while, but I totally see what you guys are saying. It took me a while to figure out. I was like, oh, this is supposed to be, yeah, like a, like a, like a dark comedy, like crime comedy uh, thriller. And I wasn't feeling that. Like it was just kind of falling flat for me because I'm just so hard edged right now. Um, just like slicing, <laughs> just slicing through everything like a samurai sword, and um, <laughs> it made me think of a movie that I absolutely loathe that we did see in a theater in the before times called Cold Pursuit, Uh-oh. the Liam Neeson snowplow oh, revenge ah, movie, the three bone Cold Pursuit, uh, <laughs> the super creative, and and I and I feel writer director super fun Cold yeah, Pursuit. I feel writer director uh, J, just the initial J uh, uh, Blakeson of I Care a Lot, uh, who I. I think is from the UK. I think he's grown up with like a hearty diet of Quentin Tarantino and the Coen brothers and, you know, sure. uh, Sam Raimi and, um, just like unexpected bursts of violence. Yes. Very yes. Like it had, it had like a 1990s Tarantino knockoff feel for me. Yep. And it wasn't, yep. and it wasn't great. Like it wasn't someone doing Tarantino. Well, it was like somebody who's watched only Tarantino stuff and like the Coen <laughs> brothers stuff and nothing else. And, uh, I was just asking myself as I was watching it, like if, let's say he didn't cast Rosamund Pike. Let's say it was like somebody else. Like, would it work as good or as successfully because everyone loves her so much? If it was Louise Linton. Right. Like everyone loves her from Gone Girl and (laughs) and the Mission Impossible movies. And like, uh, I love her from one of my personal favorites, Beirut. I think she's great, but like she, she, uh, just wasn't doing it for me in this particular case. Lucas, you do have a dark edge right now, and I do love that because it brings a much-needed shading to our proceedings. But I think most people, if I'm going to speak for the masses on this one that are just mindlessly flipping through Netflix, they're going to get a little thrill out of watching her have so much fun with this role. And I think if, if you see that an actor's having fun, regardless of the story, that can be enough to pull you in for some people for at least a little bit. Lodge now, Master, you're you're not playing the Rotten Tomatoes split that happened here. I, <laughs> I, 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 really? I'm not going to spoil it for you, but you're not wow. playing the split. <laughs> but I love this love and light. I love this love and light. I really love it. Well, it's a. Uh, I'm about to have a shocking burst of uh, darkness here <laughs> because <laughs> once Weist's son comes into the picture, played by the one and only Peter Dinklage. You know, you get an initial Dinklage rush, as everybody does and everybody should. He's great. And he's having a grand old time. But for me, the plot derails at that point. Agreed. We're in the middle of such a nice little tight, dark comic thriller. 
where we're in this uh, senior citizens care center. They have these little details like they'll just cut to the rec room and a whole bunch of uh, senior citizens will be gathered around the TV and two people are playing Street Fighter, which is hilarious. They don't even comment on it. They just pan over and then there's Weast all drugged up. And I loved this whole world. And then when he comes in as like this crime kingpin, it totally blows us out of that intimate setting and it becomes a pretty much a completely different movie. And they totally forget about Weast. Like Weast yeah. is just, Weast is MIA for the second half of this movie. And then she just kind of randomly drops back in at a certain point. And it's like, oh yeah, she's in this. And Chris Messina, the, the scene I was talking about earlier that I was so jazzed about, he never shows up again. So it's like the stuff that was the, the strongest that I found to be the strongest they completely ditch and we're in this weird semi-action movie. I could not agree more. Yeah. Like I for me, the heart of this, that like the the juicy concept that I loved was imagine a grifter, a legal guardian, like swindling people, and she swindles the wrong old lady. Yes. And yeah. it's like yes. Suicide Kings with like Christopher Walken tied to a chair. It's like, yeah, he's the kidnap victim, but he's playing mind games with everybody. And he's like, you're all going yes. down. And it's like, oh That's my God, movie. like just just keep me there. I just I just want to stay in that game room. Yeah, like. Especially oh, when yes. you got Weast, all right? Because Weast, oh. we just watched die in the mule. And I was like, oh, it's horrible. <laughs> and then, and now she's getting kid. Now poor lady's getting kidnapped. I want to see her in her yeah. later. She's like my, you know, she's like everyone's mom. She's great. She's, she's so great. She's so Why great. Why isn't she the kingpin? Yeah, oh, she's the like, kingpin. I know if, if you have Dinklage, that's great, but. You don't need him here. You don't need any of that. Because even I was hoping again, I'm like always projecting my own character motivations yes. into the plot. So I was thinking like at the beginning when, when it started to unravel, I was like, well, maybe the secret is, you know, Dinklage was abandoned as like an orphan or a baby and she raised him as her own. And he just happens to be, you know, connected to like some bad dude yeah. that's going to get her out. I don't know. But like it, it didn't go that way as much as I wanted it to. And then when it got into all they the did other attempt to Photoshop a young Dinklage That was so bad. Why are Photoshop so bad in movies? Why? They're still they're still so bad. Like, I'm serious. <laughs> I mean, deep, deep fakes work. I've seen deep fake techniques. Technology, it works. Why is Photoshop so bad? Like, seriously, <laughs> you know, big wig filmmakers, you know how to get a hold of us. You can email me your two photos, and I will do a better job of anybody that's done anything via Photoshop in these stupid The Weiss Dinklage Photoshop in this movie literally looked like a black and white Xerox. You know when you Xerox like a photo yeah. over another photo and you're like, yeah, that kind of yeah. works, doesn't it? Like, no, like. I think that's what they did. Oh. I think they had Weiss do it herself and that's, that's all she knew. But the further this movie strayed from Weiss, my interest just plummeted. Agreed. It's just so annoying when a movie has... Like, you know that it it sees what the goal is, and then it just completely turns around and walks away from it. It's baffling. I really, really, really don't get it. Also, the VO that you mentioned, it's from Pike's point of view, but then for, like, one scene, her girlfriend played by... Isa Gonzalez. Isa Gonzalez. We're with her VO. Like, what... 
Man, I don't even remember that. I don't even remember it shifting. It's just like one scene we get her VO. But I remember being disappointed because when it's revealed that they're in a romantic relationship, he didn't reveal it in a scene. It was revealed like in a montage. And I was like, oh, During a montage, oh yeah. they're, they're together together. And it was like just kind of glossed over. And then then they it were could have been a good scene. It could have been such a good scene if it played out in real time. But I guess it, it, yeah. it was not working. This movie's ingredients are prepared wrong it's like you can have an anti-hero like look at breaking bad which basically you will see someday i will watch you watch it but you look at the show like that and it's like your lead is criminal pure and simple but you root for them i never for a moment rooted for rosamund pike in this no. not for a moment i wanted her to get her comeuppance from the second she came on screen yeah until the end i was like fuck you fuck everybody in this movie pretty yeah. much agreed you know fuck with diane weist like fuck you yeah it messes with the stakes <laughs> because you only really perk up and care when it is weist but but like it's not yes. centered that way so but then she's gone yeah. and the thing is they spent most of the budget in the back half there's like huge stunt set pieces like Dinklage's goons are about to kill Rosamund Pike and they put her in this car. They just speed her down the road and she flies into a lake with her car. And it's a big shrug. Yeah, I was tuned out by that point. I was just like... If she dies, she dies. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, good. That's fine. Yeah. Ugh. It's a tough watch on the back half. But yeah. I stand by the, the first half. I will stand by that. If, if only relative to the second half. So anything else, boys? Uh, vaping villains, gotta stop it. Gotta stop vaping. Oh, vaping. Yes, she, she vapes throughout, and it's whimsically at odds with her buttoned-up demeanor that she's constantly vaping from this huge vape stick. Yeah, <laughs> gotta stop that cliche. Anyway. All right, well, on that vapey note, let's go to them I Care A Lot bones. <laughs> <laughs> It's a dirty job, but someone's got to do it. Like, even if I loved, loved, loved this film, I would have trouble telling people like, hey, there's a new movie called I Care A Lot out there that you should go Produced see. Produced by Cafe Gratitude. No, JK. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's start out with Bishki. You're, you're, as you often do, you just watched this movie. Yeah. This afternoon. This is a sizzling, sizzling hot. Um, Disembarking from your flight. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, unlike Lodgemaster, I really wasn't with this film at all. I felt the, the satire was just, I mean, it was just over the top villain from the beginning. If you're going to do corporate satire, you need some level of subtlety or some kind of like gray area. You just can't be pure evil and expect us to follow yeah, this character for a whole there's movie. There's no subtlety in this. So about 20 minutes in, there's kind of like in bad films where you just like, you just, if you're not with the filmmaker's choices, you just realize they're not going to turn it around and they're not going to surprise you for the rest of the film. <laughs> that came about 20 minutes in. Oh, that I hurts. was like, mm, I mean, this Jay Blakeson, I am not familiar with, but I won't be revisiting his previous films or visiting mm. his previous films uh just awful people battling awful people uh <laughs> rosemond i love in gone girl i loved in gone girl 
but here I found Louise Linton and Me You Madness more tolerable. Um, yeah, I think I think Louise is gonna is gonna age well, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> I've been I, thinking about that movie. I've seen so many movies since then. Yeah, and it's still it'll still hit me. You know. Oof. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> and only in this shitty year would Roseman get like a nomination. She got a Golden Globe nomination for this. Okay, in I comedy, that. which is just garbage. But anyway, most of the blame goes to Jay Blakeson. I'll give it half a bone for being competently directed, and also give half a bone for Roseman's haircut, which I could not stop looking yes. at. It's, it's a great very, haircut, a very severe Hot. villain haircut, but I loved it. Uh, yeah. So I'll give it one bone. All right, that's not too bad. Yeah, for 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 as little as you seem to enjoy it, one bone is pretty generous. Yeah, so that's love and light. Uh, whew, Lucas, I mean, do what you do, man. Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you, brother Bishki. It was like we were sitting together watching this, even though I watched mine a uh, few nights previous. But uh, it yeah, it got me thinking about the like fundamental concept we talked about, and it just like inspires me to write my own, you know, like a bunch of guys kidnap E.T. without realizing he's an alien. And, you know, he like <laughs> pulls out his finger and like, you know, touches them. Um, Are like, you sure it's his finger? Yeah. Like his probe and, and make that a movie, you know, like it's 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 Reservoir Dogs meets E.T., you know, like that 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 could there be that could be cool. And we'll get Sam yeah. Raimi to direct it. Um but yeah, I'm right there with Bishkeely. Like, if it wasn't for Roseman Pike, like, I don't think I would have been able to really uh, soldier through it. I mean, she's great, and I'm I'm glad she did it. But I just wish, you know, it uh, was funnier or more dramatic, or there were more scenes with her opposite Weist. And I wish that yeah, the Peter Dinklage mobster character and all his like goons weren't so just bland or cliche or just whatever. Like Very you've, cliche. You've seen them all before, a dime a dozen. So I, I got to give this one bone as well. One bone. One bone. It's not a woof, folks. It's not a woof. Not a woof. So one bone for Weist. That's a good thing. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's you know it starts off as a t tight, quirky, dark comedy that I enjoyed very much. Maybe because I had no clue where it was going or which friendly faces were about to show up. And then by the end, I had no clue what it was or what it was trying to say. And I didn't like anybody and I wanted everybody <laughs> to die in it. So uh, <laughs> I got to give a half bone for Weist because she's one of our patron saints. I uh, got to give a half bone for Pike because she's having a great time. And I thought, you know, it's not her fault that the movie ditched all that was good about it. You know, like she was she was bringing it. So got to give a half bone to her, giving a half bone to her haircut. You're absolutely <laughs> yeah, right, Bishki. That haircut. It's it's a great haircut. Like the second you see it, her first shot is she's angled to to just show it off at its <laughs> And it's most powerful, and it's a great it's a great cut. It's like yeah. Blade Runner replicant haircut. Yeah, it is one hundred percent. And then I'm gonna give it one more half bone because after Pike crawls out of the out of the drink after they attempt to kill her, she goes into this convenience store, and there was this awesome '80s song playing that I had never heard before, so I shazammed it. It's called System Addict by the band Five Star. Hmm. And I had to pause the movie and I went down this little five star rabbit hole on YouTube for a bit. And I had a great time. I had more fun <laughs> doing that than I did watching the actual movie. 
So I highly recommend you check out Five Star and I'll throw an extra bone just for the ingenuity to show me, unlike Linton, show me an 80s song that I've never heard before. <laughs> a full bone? Half bone. I'm giving a half bone to that. So that comes to two full bones for me. Okay. I think, you know, the average viewer who's not as cynical as we've become will find plenty to enjoy about it, especially if you're, you know, fucking around on your phone while you're watching it. You're going to say, I did. yeah, I had a good time. <laughs> it was fine. So, yeah, Bishki, what what was the tomatoes? You want to guess? Situation? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Critics. Um, <laughs> Critics, 69, dude, 69. 81% critics. Are you are you kidding me? No. 81? Yeah. That's Rosamund Pike. Audience. Yeah. Audience. That's the Pike spike. Audience? Well, uh, you you told me that something was afoot, so I got I to gotta think that the audience got pissed for some reason, but I don't – I can't imagine that. Well – Maybe the maybe audiences are getting as jaded as we are. Maybe fifty percent, thirty six percent. Audiences no! be pissed. What? Yeah, they got pissed. <laughs> Audience are pissed. Maybe they were going through Weiss withdrawal. Yeah. Oof. Wow. I don't even know. Did you look at some of their comments? Like, what's I haven't what's yet. the problem? I I maybe the ending, okay. like the very end, like the talk radio end. Yeah. Oh, that's that's shocking because that's low. That's like Midnight Sky Low. Yeah. And that movie didn't even try to be funny except for the pee flicking <laughs> scene. The, inf <laughs> the infamous. Maybe folks out there did enjoy the beginning and then as it went on, they just got pissed. I can see that. Congrats, audience, for your uh, astute <laughs> assessment of this movie. <laughs> I don't know. But that just goes to show, too, like if the people are going to love your film, you need to end strong because that's the last thing they see. That's the last thing they remember. Yeah. That's why M. Night Shyamalan has a career is because he ended strong and people were like, holy shit, I got to tell everybody. So if you fuck up on the back half or on the or at the end, you're going to get those huge dips in the Rotten Tomatoes score. Yeah. So look and out. You need someone to root for. Like, can't just ditch Weast. Hollywood does love a happy ending, and and that's, I think, what I need in my own life right now is a happy ending. And uh, you need it to end happily. Yeah, I mean, I know we, I know right we love, now. I know we love certain movies for their dark endings. Like, there, there's a bunch out there we could quote, but but we won't. Sure. But, but I just mean, like, yeah, maybe you make us root for Rosamund Pike so she can go straight or whatever. Um, I mean, not yeah, be a criminal. Uh, we, need, we need Palms too with Weast. <laughs> he palms too and not to talk about tv but if you're looking for happy you need to watch ted lasso on apple tv plus i've been trying to get these blokes to tune in it's tough to do but if you're out there and you want to feel good during this shitty pandemic that's what you put in front of your eyeballs it will it will bring your joy back into your heart if only for a little bit so i can't recommend that enough i care a lot I don't know. I don't care that much about. Nah. So, <laughs> unfortunately. I don't care a lot. There you have it. That's our first uh, episode of the new, the all new hot takes. Thank you, Sister Jesse, for the awesome, amazing new song. Summer's happening. Summer fun is just around the corner. Party, party. <laughs> Hope to see you guys again in person. Back in the AMC once we're all vaccinated. Let's do it, boys. Oh, man. I'll be crying tears of joy. So ready. 
to hug the vaccinated Lucas. All right. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so sweet. Well, love you, boys. Love and light. Love and light. It's time to hear from callers on the LodgeCast hotline. If you've got a quick movie review or a question or comment about the LodgeCast, leave us a voicemail at one 565 1466. You can also email us a question at movielodgecast at gmail.com and we'll try to answer it on the air. And don't forget to hit us up on Instagram at Matt's Movie Lodgecast. Now let's go to the hotline. Hello, Lodgecast Hotline. It's Brother D. Uh, I don't know if I'm too late, but I'm just calling in to give my thoughts on uh, I Care a Lot, which I watched last night. I started that movie at about 11.30, thinking I was just going to watch an hour and finish the rest the next day, and I couldn't put it down. I uh, finished the whole thing, didn't get to bed till like almost 2 in the morning, which was not a good idea for me. Rosamund Pike was amazing, as always. Peter Dinklage was terrifying. Uh, Aisa Gonzalez, I think that's how you say it, was great. Uh, she's new to me, and I can't wait to see more of her. I thought it was well-directed. I loved the uh, visual aesthetic. I'm going to give it three meaty bones. Hey, Matthew and fellow Scallywags from the LodgeCast. I assume I got the right number here. Anyway, this is Matt's dad. Two things gave me the chills recently. One thing, I got my second COVID shot, and I got a sore arm and chills. Other than that, fine. Second is, I saw the movie I Care a Lot, and since I'm over 70, it kind of gave me... A scary feeling because I'm one broken hip away from that happening sometime. I imagine for the younger set, like people in their 40s, that uh, it was just kind of a little bit of humor and skullduggery. But for an older person, yeah, it's kind of scary. So anyway, I'll make that two bones. Love and light. You know, fuck with Diane Weist, like fuck you.